You're listening to Pastors, Preachers, People in the Pew. I'm Kenny Garrett. I'm Jason Johnson. I'm James Bowling. And I'm Jim Hartman. And today we're going to talk about the wild unknown, right? Dun, dun, dun. From the, from, uh, we're talking, we, we talked about it last week a little bit and uh, before we started recording. So we're going to finish up our conversation about UFOs, other life forms, things like that. So have you guys studied and read up this week? I believe I have, yeah, a little bit. Oh, I had to say I'm not guilty. <laughs> I am guilty. I'm not studying. Uh, I can't read beyond the stars. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Well, I have not necessarily read up on anything, um, but I was abducted. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come back in a different form? Well, we're, I don't want to. I'm not comfortable discussing what all happened. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See any little green men? Yeah, they were green. So, but you know, some people um, have seen things. What? What? How do we mix that with our faith? Is is where we'll ultimately lead off. So, how much do you believe? How much don't you believe? Uh, we'll let James get us going. Um. I believe that there are things that are out there that we don't know. Um, and when it's unknown, we get curious, and then our mind starts, you know, wandering. And just, I guess, from reading things and hearing things, you know, um, and seeing things, it, it's kind of a what-is-that moment, you know, Um I'm not too sure what is out there. You know, I don't think any of us really do um, unless, you know, Jason, you know, he, he's been abducted, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, unless you actually see something and, you know, little green men coming out and walking out of a saucer, you know, I I guess aliens are just a, a myth. You know, that's just a, it's a fantasy, it's a thought, but. Well, beyond that, beyond actually seeing uh, with your own eyes, I think there's a mathematical equation they talk about. It has a name, but it come up with, there's so many galaxies and universes or worlds in the universe uh, beyond what we can actually see that mathematically there has to be life somewhere oh yeah. yeah other than just here on earth yeah i mean yeah. so i guess that's kind of where we're we're starting this discussion so does that bother your faith at all how does that play into it not at all no, nothing bother me i no my faith is solid well it is it um, what does the bible say about it I mean, there there are things out there, you know. I mean, it uh, from from what I know, um, it, it I guess it talks a little bit about it. I mean, of there are dinosaurs too. So I mean, there's 
well, that's, animals and and things out there that are that we haven't seen, but there's evidence of remnants, right, of bones. Um, but I mean, like as far as spaceships wise, um, I'm not too sure that it talks about well, some, UFOs. Some people point to uh, what's the who saw the uh, Elijah saw the wheels, right? Yeah. Right? right, and uh, a lot of people use those scriptures as pointing to what Elijah actually saw was an alien. Uh, I don't go down that road because I think the Bible is accurate, yeah, in what it tells us. So, yeah. what he saw is what the Bible says it was. Uh, that he he talked with God at that point, uh, and he was explaining something. Uh, you know, using earthly world words to explain something heavenly, yeah. yeah, which we understand would be difficult. So I don't view that as as solid proof, right? That aliens exist. I think it's logical that they exist. Yeah. Where are you at on that, Jason? Well, uh, I don't know that they exist either. And I'm not sold that they are, but I'm not sold that they're not. And whether they are or whether they are not does not shake my faith whatsoever. Um, You know, there may be aliens. And if so, I believe God created them too because he's a creator. Who else would have created them, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to uh, look into... Maybe you guys say, well, I'm way off base. You say, Jim, you're way off base in your theory, but have you seen on the History Channel all this stuff they keep pumping up about ancient aliens and all the discoveries that they found, like pyramids and places such as that? And they say, well, these these things were made by ancient aliens. Well, I think about uh, looking at the... uh, I got my own theory about this. What happened when Lucifer decided that he was going to exalt his throne above the Most High God's throne? What happened? Was he not cast out of heaven and a third part of the angels were cast down? Where were they cast to? Down to the earth. People are questioning, where did all these, these sites that we found and all this mysterious looking uh, uh, creations, that, uh, buildings that we've seen made and all these things, well, where did all? Well, what do you think those those angels, those fallen angels, and that were cast out of heaven? They were cast. Kenny, am I mistaken when the Bible says they were cast down to the earth right. before man ever got here? Yeah. But most of those programs, I've not watched a lot of those, um, but it's my understanding that they try to replace God with aliens. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's, and that that's their real goal is is to prove that aliens. Uh, exist by the things you see of God uh, through creation. Yeah, yeah, they morph the truth. You know? Right. It's it, it's it's <clears throat> it's kind of a bad you know thing. I mean, to sit there and say that you know their God is not God and that these aliens are God. You know. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, it's it's borderline blasphemy, you know. It's 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 crazy. I mean, it's yeah. I'm I'm personally I, I'm like everybody else. I'm okay with alien civilizations. 
Um, you know, it doesn't bother my uh, faith at all. And I think, uh, let me quote Billy Graham. Let me find that here. Where Billy Graham talks about uh, if aliens are, uh, the, you know, he's, he says the God of the Bible is the God of all of life in the cosmos, uh, and we should treat that life with respect and care. Uh, and goes on a little further to say that we shouldn't automatically fear uh, aliens if, if they are, in fact, out there. And I would somewhat agree with that. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Let me find the exact quote. Hmm. I, I just go back I'm, while you're looking at it. I think about those, all the, do you ever see that on the History Channel, James? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and all these different sites that they said, well, these are millions of years old and the aliens came and made, mm-hmm. hey, millions of years ago, well, <laughs> I don't buy the millions of years ago, but I do know that Satan had drew a third part of the angels out of heaven. They fell with him, and they were cast into the earth. And what were what do you suppose they were doing while they were here? Right, right. Then there they are things just laying around waiting for a chance to jump on you and I and torment us. Right, right. I mean, there are uh, there are not just monuments, but there are. Um, Buildings, you know, structures, uh, yeah, sanctuary style, like that are just so enormous, uh, like in India, you know, right. and, and Egypt. Um, but in India, they have these um, pyramids. Well, the, these, um, oh, India, yeah, I'm thinking of Egypt. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a temple, they have these temples, and the way that they are constructed, it's like from technology that we have never seen. Right. And it's the geometry that they have um, on these designs and on this architecture is so advanced that even today uh, we have troubles trying to replicate it. Right. And certain things, like they have these stones that look like regular sandstone and they're blocks inside the wall and you pound on the sandstone next to it, and it sounds like brick. You, the one on top sounds like brick. The one on the other side and the bottom sound the same, but when you peck this one, it looks just like the other ones, except it has a, a, a light brown center in the middle of it, and it's hollow. And they believe that the technology that they were given was that of sort of levitation where you can map these blocks out and you're able to lift uh, in like a uh, I don't know if it's electrical grid or if it's some kind of you're able to use this field and you're able to move these massive stones yes. with ease with with a finger and uh, well, some of that though I think can be labeled as antique technology and what I mean by that is that I'm not certain that Egyptians, ancient, uh, the Indian people, or whomever, when we see a big block like that and we think, how did they do that without a crane? Right. Our minds are geared to cost-saving ways, um, computer-generated architecture, 
and formulas and things of that nature. But the ancient world was a lot different. You could, it would be nothing for 10,000 people to work on one site. Oh, yeah. For their entire lives. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's foreign to us because you can't uh, get 10,000 people to work on something their entire lives. Right. Yeah. Um, so we can't comprehend exactly how they were done. But I will say, let me let me get this Billy Graham quote. Okay. Um, Billy Graham says, I firmly believe that there are intelligent beings like us far away in space who worship God, but we have nothing to fear from these people like us. They are God's creation. So I go along with that. No, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, but then I'll fast forward to what James was talking about. Right now, there's a new kind of documentary coming out, and I, it's got my attention, and it is basically deathbed confessions of high-ranking government officials. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, so these are serious people, colonels, generals, uh, astronauts, what have you, and on their deathbed... They're starting to talk about technology that we've come up with and technology that we were given. Wow. And they're talking about UFOs that were, uh, that are in fact UFOs and that there's UFOs that are in fact ours. And that kind of goes along with what you were talking about when they talk about technology that aliens have given us. Yeah. So... I'm okay with that too. Yeah, they they were saying that when they would be able to use that by making certain tones and certain sounds like a rhythm almost, and by doing so, once you find that specific pitch or tone, these blocks, I, th- I believe there was four of them, they were able to do that. We don't have nothing like that, you know? So I, I believe that there's some kind of ancient technology that maybe they were given. Some it could be, uh, but I think sometimes too. Uh, are you guys familiar with Easter Island? Oh yeah, it's got the heads on it, the big stone heads, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everybody always asked, you know, how they got there. And the locals from the natives there uh, had always said they walk there, mm-hmm. that the stones walk to where they were. And of course, these are are several feet tall. Uh, you couldn't move them without a crane today. But they proved by making, I think it was scaled down models, that you could attach a rope to the top and a rope here and a rope there, and you had enough people working the ropes that you could kind of wobble those Easter Island heads and they would essentially walk across the ground. That's amazing. And that you could position them, if you had enough people and you had enough rope, and you could position those huge, massive stone structures anywhere you wanted them. Wow! And that and it escaped most people looking at it from from modern eyes, because we wouldn't think in those terms. Right. Because if you get that thing going one way too much, one way or another, it's going to kill a bunch of people. No, oh, yeah. A thousand years ago, they weren't that concerned about that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You would just yeah. scratch them off the list. And, and go get a couple hundred more. Right. Yeah. What are some of the, uh, James, you, was there a tribe called the Mayas? The Mayans? Yeah. Uh, and they claimed that they seen aliens. Oh, yeah. They believed in a lot of things. Yes. Like they, sacrificing their children. And, <clears throat> yeah, they were. 
there were certain areas where there was some something to do with light beams that would come in this way and in that way, and, and you know that they use those for signals where to come in and. Oh yeah, just like in the pyramids uh, over in Egypt, you know they they believe they have certain spots where they believe that it lines up with the North Star or some type of pattern, and uh, the the way that all their ancient uh, monuments and all their ancient temples and everything, the way that they're laid out, they're laid out by the stars. It's almost a. Uh, uh, a work of art it, it's it, it's amazing to see that back then you know they don't have helicopters they didn't have planes they did have balloons you know so they could have made a a balloon and, and, and you know floated up there to see the to see from a high point of view but if they didn't where did they get this information to align these pyramids and to align these temples how did they figure out how to line it up with the cosmos in a way to, I don't know, it's just, it's unique. It's very unique. I can, like I said, I can somewhat agree, but then I also think sometimes that the ancient people were smarter than we give them credit to, Oh, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, how could you do that without a computer is kind of where we start our, our inquiry. But then again, at the same time, I'm not so much sold by the locations of the pyramids and things of that nature. Uh, but I am pretty sold on the idea of a transistor. Yeah. Right? And you remember when the transistor come out, Jim? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Changed sure. everything, right? Right, sure did, yeah. Well, nobody really made the money that they should have made off of that. So Texas Instruments holds a couple patents close to a transistor, but nobody has really been able to pinpoint this is the father of the transistor. To my knowledge, I, I've never seen anything, and it transistor just kind of appears, and all of a sudden it's in everything, and everything's getting smaller. Uh, radios got smaller. You didn't have to use the, the tube radios anymore. Right. And uh, I watched one documentary where they talked about the existence of the transistor, as being one of the things that we were given wow. as far as technology goes. Yeah, I mean, that's where did it come from? You know, it just came out of the blue and then took over, you know. And that's that's the line of thinking, that some of this alien technology filters its way through the government and then is given to government contractors as a way to introduce it to the private sector. Yeah. You think that they use Hollywood to kind of get some of that stuff out there? and well, Today, I'd say so. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think like Dick Tracy back in the day, you know, great comic, you know, and right. it, it a really good movie. He was talking on his phone, on his watch. Yeah. And then if you look at Star Trek, you know, back in the 60s, they had those... Uh, Telecommunicators, you know, the beam me up, Scotty. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are flip phones, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like they desensitize it through To get you ready Hollywood. for what's yeah. coming. Yeah, so you're not completely like, where did that come from? More of a drawn-out process to numb you to it, and then you can say, well, that's in the movies, and that's where they got the idea from. 
but you look back, uh, like you say, the ancient people, and and the way these things. Can you imagine how much? It it, it just seems all, it's mind-boggling how they could have done that. Yeah. But uh, we, <laughs> I, I'm still hung up on this idea about the angels being cast out of heaven, and you know. Uh, there were some pretty powerful angels. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, you know, uh, the Hindus, the, they all have, in the Mayans, they all have multiple gods pretty much. Even, right. the, even the Indians over here right. have multiple gods, you know, the sun god and the water god and the rain god. And you watch some of that stuff on, on, on the History Channel, and they talk about... Uh, Back in the time, there were giants, mm-hmm. and, you know, but I don't know. But, you know, it's just a theory. I, I'm, <laughs> but uh, still, I know that when they were cast out of heaven, where did they go? What did they do? Right. They right. Didn't, didn't say they were killed. Right. Said there was a place prepared for the devil and his angels, and someday they're going to end up there. Yeah. But it's still a very real place, and what you talked about. But you know, that's just a theory. Of course, I don't have enough evidence to support my theory. But still, it's a thought that crossed my mind. Right. Right. I mean, it makes. I mean, it kind of lines up, right? Yeah. You know, and all these, you know, quote unquote gods from previous time, they had you know faces, you know, of a. Lion or face of an eagle or you know face right, of a falcon yeah. or mm-hmm. some type of animal face with right. a with, with a human body. Um, Where you at, Jason? I haven't heard much out of you. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I um uh, one of, one of the thoughts I've always had is. If when Lucifer and the fallen angels were all cast out of heaven and they mated with women at that time and created giants, then that means that they had to have a physical form. And why are they in physical form now? Where did that change take place? Did did that happen and God say, yeah, I can't allow it to be that way? Uh, But I don't know because that's not in the scripture. And so... My thought process is, you know, where is the uh, change there? What what happened? Um, well, I mean, like, maybe they were all taken out, or maybe they left. They, they would have been killed during the flood. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even the Genghis Khan era, uh, he wiped out tens of millions of people. Um. Is is the I'm I'm sitting over here looking up. I'm not the, ne- go ahead. I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about like what happened to the giants. I'm saying that if Lucifer and the fallen angels at one time had a physical form, where is that now? Where are they now? Because from my understanding, they have to. Come into somebody, you know. There has to be a possession for them to take somebody's physical form, right? And 
so that's kind of where I'm hung up on the, well, maybe Lucifer and those guys are the um, <laughs> quote-unquote aliens. Well, how come if they saw people in a physical form, how come we don't see them in a physical form today? Well, if, you know. if, that, if that don't make sense, um, then that's okay. We can keep moving. Well, you suppose it's just like Finney said. Uh, all life was destroyed during the time of the flood, except Noah and his family. Yeah. And uh, angels, I guess they had a form of life. I mean, they lived, they were there. Yeah. And they were created beings, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I mean, if you also... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so again, I don't, I don't know that answer, and, and it could be that simple. It could just be the flood. You could be right. It, it could be that. I don't know. That's just where my mind went. Is like, yeah, well, I, I'm not quite sure how all that worked, and, and um, how could they have, were they like the pigs who got drowned? Jesus sent the pigs into the swine, and then what happened to those de- those demons and, and devils? You know, what, what happened to them? Are they... They were Just, choked. In the, in the, are, they, yeah. are they still cast into the deep? Are they just in the depths of the water somewhere? Are they? Did they then turn spirit form, and that's who we um, battle today, and who the temptations and all that come from? You know, that's those are answers I don't know. I don't know that we could ever know, but right because the you know the scripture's silent on that. Well, right. right. The scripture says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. Chew on that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that almost further uh, confuses. <laughs> <laughs> because if we are saying that at one point they were flesh and blood, um. But then, and they were what we call the aliens, and they are the ones that mated with um, humans and created giants. And and if all of that happened, why are they no longer flesh and blood? And I, now I don't, I do not believe they were ever human. I'm not saying that. Um, I just, again, I just don't know. You know, I don't know if it. It sounds logical to my mind that, sure, that could be Lucifer. Um, some of what the Mayans and all them seen, it could be Lucifer. It could have been him appearing in a vision to them even, you know? Um, it, it may not have been in a physical form. You, you, you care if I go up on conspiracy theories, high Raider? Or a little ramp? What's it about? It's about... Um, like we were talking a second ago about uh, in different places in the earth having these multiple gods and stuff like that at different times. What if those were the fallen angels at each spot and they were enslaved by these fallen angels and at one time they ruled them with an iron fist until finally they had had enough and in each location the numbers of human got so big that they started turning against those uh, gods and ran them out of Dodge, pretty much. And they went from that location to another location. And then when that happened, 
they left again and went to another location. Because it's just, if you look at South America and Egypt and then Rome, they all talk about multiple gods and from what we're talking about, fallen angels, right? Right. So, I'll, I'll interject something in there. When you talk about multiple gods in comparison with uh, Christianity, it you have to be reminded that you can only know about God what God has chosen to reveal to you. Right. And when I say that, what I'm talking about is if you don't have a Bible, then you can't know what the Bible says. Uh, you can only, and you're only held responsible on Judgment Day for what you know. Right. Okay, so you take a... Um, a prehistoric people living in South America who's never had access to the Bible, uh, never had heard the gospel message or anything like that, they're going to look around them and come up with their own version of how things uh, got started. The Scripture talks about uh, God revealing himself through creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and the idea is if there is a watch, if you find a watch, then at some point in history, a watchmaker had to live right? because a watch doesn't assemble itself Correct. in nature. It's too intricate. Uh, it's too many moving parts that have to fit together. So if you find a watch, then a watchmaker existed at some point. And that's a lot of the religions that you see are, are very much that same thing where they're looking to explain things that they see around them that's God's revealed to them uh, through creation. Now, on the flip side of that coin, that does not mean that the devil left those folks alone. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I like the way you explain that, Kenny. Um, so I, I have studied all religions. I just always felt like if I was going to win anyone, I needed to know what they believed and why they believed what they believed. And one thing that I found out was everyone is searching for God and you know you said it really well like the Hindus for instance they there is 330 million gods in the Hindu religion it's a couple however however they believe that those 330 million gods are all part of one God named Brahma and that those 330 million different gods are just different attributes of the one God. And I just always thought that was interesting because, you know, he's my savior. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. Now, of course, we know God, and, and I'm not saying that it's the exact same thing, but I think you're right. They're searching for God. In fact, in the Hindu religion, they have a story, if I remember right, of a man named Gilgamesh. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the epic of Gilgamesh. Yeah, it's the same thing as Noah. It is the same story as Noah. There's a If, if I'm remembering the right story, it may be a different one, but there is, they have in the Hindu religion, a, a story of a man who builds a boat and God floods their earth, the earth, and... Um, saves just a handful of people. They have the story the story of the flood 
in the Hindu religion. They also have it. They also have a god in the Hindu religion who is the son of God. I can't remember his name, but he is the son of God. He is the son of Brahma or something. And um, come down to save all his people. Now, it is not the same story as Jesus, but it is a similar. Uh, it's it's. I'm, I'm not saying that they have that right because their version is different. I, it is not Jesus. The the God has a elephant head, um, whoever the guy is. So I'm not saying that they believe in Jesus, but it could be demonic twisting the story, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, because because at one point maybe they did believe Jesus or they were starting to or something, and then. The, the devil comes in and he twists it and says, no, here's our elephant, God, and whatever. I don't know, but I do know that what you said is, I believe, is true, is that, you know, all religion is just searching for God, and um, not all religion is correct, but all religion is is just searching for the answers. If you look back at what Kenny said a while ago, and the scripture says where little is known... Little is required. Where much is known, much is required. But let's look back now. Man always realized that there was a higher power. Now you take the American Indian. Did they not have worship the sun god? And even the American yeah. Indians had different gods that they worshipped. But they knew that there was something there to reverence. Right. Right? Yeah. And, uh, but they did not understand as we do today. Yeah, they, they didn't have the word presented to them. They didn't have the Bible to go by. But yet they desired to worship something. Yeah. Well, the, the Billy Graham got into not a lot of trouble, but they were trying to pin him up on the words that he used. He gave a uh, interview probably about 10 or 15 years ago. It was towards the end, later part of his life. And they tripped him up on that. Uh, and if you listen to it and watch it, if you're skeptic or for whatever reason you're against Billy Graham, those people are hard to find, but they're out there. They want to talk about how in that interview Billy Graham denied Christ as the only way for salvation. And really what Billy Graham was trying to get to was talking about indigenous people, prehistoric people that never heard the gospel, never heard the, the term Jesus, had no inkling of any of the, the biblical concepts that are taught, were those people in heaven? And, and Billy Graham said, yeah, that whatever God that they named or whatever they had come up with, uh, if they had come up with it in an effort to worship something outside of themselves, then he said it would be logical that we'll see them in heaven because they're only held to account as to what what they, they would what they knew what they knew and you can't know anything about God unless he tells you uh, which we understand to be the Bible so uh, some people were you know really up in arms about that but I understood what if you're really yeah, listening absolutely. to what he's getting at he's not saying that there's other ways besides Jesus right, um, right. you know so I mean that that's where I'm at but I am when you read that part of Genesis where it talks about giants, 
And that's one thing that is interesting to note. Most ancient peoples do have a flood narrative where they talk about the entire world being destroyed by a flood. Uh, and most uh, ancient peoples have uh, dragons as well. And uh, you never hear that talked about, but every ancient people believed in dragons. Amen. And for that, I've always explained it and thought, um, you know, a dragon is not far from a dinosaur. Right. And I do believe in a young earth perspective that uh, so some dinosaurs would have been left here on the earth while man was around. I do believe that giants were in the land, uh, just like James is talking about. And we do see, what I'm getting way out, way ahead of myself or outside of what I'm talking about, those same religions that we're, we were talking about that Billy Graham wit spoke about where it's a, uh, all human sinfulness goes back to the garden where we decide we'll be God We'll decide what's right and wrong, and that is the original sin that all sin comes out of. So if you find these prehistoric indigenous people, and they have arrived at their religion outside of self-righteousness, then I would think that logically God would would be okay with that, right. would, that they're seeking a God that lives outside of them, and they didn't arrive through that through self-righteousness. Um, and in the early parts of the Bible, you come across the name Melchizedek, and he is the high priest of, what is it, Salem? Yeah. Yeah, which, which I believe means Jerusalem. Right, but... Because, yeah. But, but there's obvious that there is a religion structure there for him to be the high priest. Mm-hmm. That is not described in the Bible. Right. So it was something that God, whatever they were doing there, whatever he was a part of, these part of these ancient peoples, I would argue that it was pleasing to God because later in the Bible we find out that uh, Christ is of that priesthood. Uh, right. And it ties everything together. But there's something going on that Melchizedek's involved in that's pleasing to God is where I was going with that. Who do you think he was? Who Melchizedek was? Yes. I've got a quick answer. Okay. Go with it. <laughs> I think it was Shem. Yeah, that could be. I think Melchizedek was Shem. Uh, because he's described as having no, uh, without beginning. And he would have been born before the flood and lived the longest after the flood and would have outlived everybody who had known him in his younger days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense because it says, yeah, no beginning, no end, no record of mother, no record of father. He was the king of Salem and the king of, um, the king of righteousness and the king of peace is what it says. Uh, I don't remember. I think Salem, when it says king of Salem, it means king of peace or something along those lines. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure. That'll be one of my first questions, I think. 
who knows? I'll probably be blown away and asking a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but uh, I, I've I, always punched that. I wouldn't know? stand in the pulpit and say definitely 100% it was Shem, but uh, that's my that, that's what I've just always thought. And I don't even remember where I first read that or heard that, but it made logical sense to me. Yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about Bible characters. Let's look at Enoch. He he was, and then he was not, because God took him. For God left this testimony that he pleased God. He was. <laughs> you were talking earlier about the star uh, Star Trek, and they're beaming me up. Right. Yeah. Right. Boy, take us home, Lord. Yeah. And you know that's how we're going to leave this world, in my opinion. Amen. Well, it, it's a. When you see that, when you see Enoch and you see um, uh, Shem, Melchizedek, you see Abram turning into Abraham, we're given the account of what Abraham goes through mm-hmm. uh, from Abram to Abraham, but we're not given the account of what Enoch does. Now, you have to remember at this time, this is pre, um, pre-Bible. Yes. So they're kind of doing this on their own. And it has to be obvious, like James was talking about, where there is a definite element of evil in the world, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, where they have, they're doing evil things, they're promoting evil things, and this comes, you know, this isn't born through the activity of God-fearing people. This is something, this is a work of a devil, a work of yeah. uh, darkness, and there's a belief system that they're coming up with as they go, that's pleasing to God uh, and is combating this evil. Because if, if there's darkness, there has to be light um, yeah. in the world at that time. So it's not far off, but the problem is we don't know for certain. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But so we're, are, are you, Jason, are you a believer that dinosaurs and man existed at the same time? I don't, I, I've never really given it a lot of thought. Um, I believe it's very possible. Yeah, why not? Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know that answer. Well, the Bible speaks of one dinosaur, and I cannot behemoth. tell you the scripture, but how about Bohemoth? Bohemoth in Job. Yeah, in the book of Job, Bohemoth. And Job was here, Bohemoth was here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Leviathan, wonder what that was. That's the crocodile, it wasn't it? Could be. Would it, wasn't it like a crocodile and had uh, fire-breathing nostrils? Yeah, I think it was the Loch Ness Monster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, uh, it could be a dragon. Because I'm okay with... with um, a lot of this goes into how science plays into this because science will tell you that the earth is billions of years old and there's all this dating and stuff. But with the most fossils, um, let me rephrase that, the only fossils that are found uh, in archaeology are found in the same layer. And they never tell you that on the news. Right. But that's, that's the honest fact. They're all found in the same layer. And how do you make a fossil? Through compression and well, I mean, it's, yeah, through time and, and and pressure and elements and 
whatever kind of fossil you're looking for. I mean, you're, you're close on the compression. It has to cover. Right. Do you know what the formula is, Jason? I do not. Okay, so to make a fossil, you must have mud. Because if it's just uh, dirt, then the body decomposes. Right. Through natural insect and things of that nature. Uh, if it's left out in the air, it decomposes as well. Oxygen is the enemy of fossils. So you need to have a little bit of, just a tiny bit of water to make the air go away that's in the dirt and run out all the things that creep and the bugs and the insects and stuff. And that's mud. So you have all these fossils appearing in one layer of the earth, and that's the only layer, all these dinosaur things. And when, according to the Bible, would the entire earth been covered in mud? When the flood. flood. Right. And so to me, that's always just kind of went hand in hand. Dinosaurs absolutely existed. Yes. Uh, they were wiped out in the flood. Um, to me, that that was a... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you can't... Yeah. It's the reason why, you know, uh, squirrels is is the biggest one, right? That's a thing I can think of. Nobody finds any squirrel fossils because squirrels die and they're just... Right. Out there, they lay on the ground. Something comes along and eats them, right. moves them around. The dinosaur. Sort of <laughs> yeah. So, so to have all these things, you have to have a catastrophe, and the catastrophe has to include mud. So, as soon as the animal dies, it needs to be covered by mud almost instantly. Wow! And see, that's uh, to stem from that. Um, you know. The way that we understand things and the way that man understands things is by a process that man created. Right. You know, and it, we're not saying that it's the right way or the wrong way, right? But it's the way man created something to help him understand what he's wanting to understand. So he develops a process to help him understand. And like, um, I believe they say that the deepest that uh, we've ever dug is like seven and a half miles, I believe, and it was Russia. They were trying to dig a hole in the ground. I think it was during the Cold War. I think they're still trying to do it, ain't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and how do and that, if that's the deepest that we've dug? How do we know about the mantle and the crust and the core of the Earth and all this stuff that it's made of? If we've only dug, I mean, you think about the world and how big the world is, and you're talking thousands of miles in diameter. But yet we've only dug seven and a half, well, Russians have dug seven and a half miles into the earth. To me, that's like a scratch, you know? And I think that a lot of the stuff that they've, you know, brought to the, like the, we don't know that it's made out of, the, the core is made out of uh, volcano, you know, magma. But because there's volcanoes, we believe that that's, what is in the core is what's created, you know, all these land masses. Well, they, they also don't ever, the thing about science right now, modern science, one of the problems is that there is no money in uh, gorilla fossils. <laughs> right. And I don't know if you guys realize that or not, 
But if you dig up a fossil and it looks like a gorilla or a chimpanzee, you will not get paid for that fossil. What you have to say is it's part of the missing link between ape to man. Yeah. Then you get paid. All right. All right. There is no gorilla evolution. Right. right. Yeah. And nobody asks that question. Where are all the gorillas? Where's everybody in between? Exactly. You know? It, because it, we uh-huh. know, and this is where science and the Bible, to me, line up. I've got uh, my little pumpkin. She's at home right now. And she is 75 pounds of genetic mutation. Mm-hmm. No dog should look like my little pumpkin, right? <laughs> they should not have a flat face. They should not have those wrinkles. She should not be that fat. She should not be wider in the front and narrower in the back. Uh, she shouldn't have all the breathing problems and all that stuff that an English bulldog has. But man has bred those dogs to look like that. Right. Yeah. And what you're seeing is evolution within a species. So you can have a big dog and a small dog, and they breed, and you get a medium-sized dog. And that stuff, we see it. Yeah, right. You see it in yeah. dogs. Yeah. Right. We see it in other animals that we we introduce ourselves into breeding. But I don't think that given enough time, I've never seen any proof that with two dogs, one afternoon, you're just going to have a cat. <laughs> you're not going to. Right. Well, you right. see, like, you got to, you're talking about the dogs, okay? You got the wolf, you got the coyote. Uh, they're all dogs. They right. fit in the dog family. You take, you mentioned the cats. You got my three little cats at home, my little pets. Then you got the big, uh, the black panther, and you got the leopard, and the lion, and the tiger, but they're all in the cat family. Right. Right. Well, yeah, you can, you, you're going to have all different sizes of these, but at no point. You know, or you're going to be able to uh, have two fish mate and come up with a bird. Right. right. It's not how God designed it. Right. So I, I've never seen any evidence for that. I've never seen a gorilla fossil. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's always human, humanoid. This is the missing link. Hmm. Or we found another, hmm. another species in between ape and man. Uh, but they never find no more apes. You've not found well, Evolution is even crazier than just that, if you ask me, the evolution theory. Because what the evolution theory says is not just species changed. It says that a fish became an amphibian, became a reptile, became a mammal, became a gorilla, became a human. Right. So our great-great-great-granddaddy was a uh, fish, and then our great-great-granddaddy was an amphibian, and then our great-granddaddy was a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. From there we turned into the gorilla that became who I am today. Like, that makes absolute zero sense. Yeah, and that's man trying to come up with something to try and understand something that it don't know. So we're going to go out here and we're going to find alien fossils. Well, you uh, you can find. I looked it up. They do credit a guy for uh, inventing a transistor, but it's not a a really good story. And then what happens next with it 
it's just kind of like free for all knowledge, and all of a sudden everybody's got the transistor. So I don't know if I buy their transistor origin story. No, um, because you know, getting back to that, there's a lot of people that are coming out now that are talking about, um, you know, seeing things. They have recordings of astronauts. I don't know if they're real or not, but they're talking about. UFOs to Houston, uh, and they're talking about them as if they're common knowledge. You know, from being in, you know one person's out in outer space, the other person's at Mission Control in Houston, mm-hmm. and they're discussing what they're seeing. You know, I don't know if those are real or not. I'd say they probably are. Yeah, I mean, you know, our government's not going to turn on the radio one day and say aliens exist. Right. You know, good luck. Hey, much. It must be friendly because they haven't zapped our astronauts out there. <laughs> well, and that's that's what some of these high-ranking government officials are saying that we're fully in cooperation with them, right? And I can't say that I I really dispute that because if you look, the transistor comes out in forty-seven. Look at how our planes change. Yeah, in the mid forties. Yeah, my word, it's yeah. like a a whole. It's like comparing a, a Harley Davidson to a big wheel. Yeah, when you look into the into the right. early forties, they even have this document. Uh, I don't know how much of it's true or not, but it's called the Treaty of the Grays in the United States. Have y'all ever heard of that? No, I've not heard of that. Is that speculative? Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's it talks about um, aliens came down here at one time. And the person that was coming up in power and was very powerful was Adolf Hitler. And he was, they had given him all kinds of information and stuff. And that's why they were doing all their testing on humans. And they were trying to figure this stuff out. And that's why they were doing the gene testing and everything like that. And then once America took over and overthrew the Nazis, um, we became the superpower and the aliens came down and was like, look, if you allow us to uh, abduct people and do studies on them and test on them because their species was going out of uh, extinct, then we'll give you this technology and this information. And they talk about if you look at how much technology we had from the the 1800s up until like World War II, like the Gatling gun, the locomotive, you know, you got the airplane, and stuff like that. It's not really like a huge evolution as far as like technology. There's but, no like advancement. Right. Not and then from then. Not that we've seen in the last hundred years. Right. And then like you were saying from 47, well from 45 is when World War II ended. There's a huge jump. Right. As far as, you know, we have everything coming out. You know, all of a sudden we got, you know, certain types of frequency radios that we can beam off of satellites and we we've got all this like crazy technology and look at the advancements that's happened within the last like 20 years you know i mean it, everything it's went from a a cell phone being real big to real small to now it's on your wrist and to now they have this infrared thing where you can wear it on your i mean they've got all kinds of stuff out there that it's just, where did it, you know? I can go back to an experience when I was a kid. Uh, we were out in the yard, and it, it was a nice summer day, and I think my aunt and uncle, when we were out in the yard having a 
little picnic-like thing, and uh, all at once, we were all just shuddered when this jet plane, we'd never heard a jet plane fly over before, and it broke the sound barrier. I mean, it scared us. We didn't know what was going on. Right. You're talking about, yeah. you know, yeah. and what a surprising thing it was. Yeah. And I remember when Mom and I were out one day, she was doing the wash, and I helped her, helped her hang up clothes. Well, we were so used to that old freight train, that steam engine, and he'd blow that whistle at the crossing because it was just about a half a mile from the house. Well, out of the and me and her, we actually ran <laughs> when that diesel engine come down through there and blowed that horn. It just scared us. But wow. you're talking about advancements and how quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they. Um, but see, go ahead. now here's here is what my logical brain says to all of that, right? Um. I understand that all does make sense, okay? All of that makes sense. But my brain says, well, then why is China advancing pretty well, too? And if they're just visiting dictators or governments that are doing well or whatever, then uh, why hasn't any government got mad and just been like, this is what's happening? Um Hey, listen, we are working with the aliens. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, my mind also says, if that's the case, um, Donald Trump would have probably told us. <laughs> yeah. Well, We've got great people, great relationships, great relationships <laughs> with the aliens. We're <laughs> working with them. They're really fantastic. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. not saying that to be to make fun of anything. Uh, like, I really feel like Trump, like, he's like, I don't necessarily think that we are working with them if they are real. Um, I think that he said declassify all the UFO stuff because uh, the people deserve to know that there could be something. But I don't necessarily believe. I think that he. That, go ahead. Well, you guys are no, go ahead. are talking about something that creates a set of scenarios. That there is only one alien. <laughs> That's what else I'm saying. Like, right? Why there, could, there could be yeah. a dozen aliens yeah, there out could there. Be different, different, different types from yeah. different, right? <laughs> different species, <laughs> right? Some could work with Chinese. Some could work with us. <laughs> I mean, Kim Jong Un might be one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Trump does know that there are aliens, and maybe he's just trying to baby step it through UFOs first, and then to little green men. I mean, that is, if there are any, you know, that's a pretty big jump just to go from a whole bunch of what ifs to, yeah, look at these little green men. You know, we got aliens. And I'll say something, though, on Trump and the aliens. He did create a space force. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know what else you would do with that. I think a lot of the technology, too, was given to China to – you know, pretty much through Hillary Clinton and through the, the quote-unquote New World Order type people, you know, to make their own uh, selves wealthy. And well, that, to, that's what all humans strive for. All all humans, aside from their relationship, if they don't have a relationship with God, they are seeking themselves first, period. Yeah, yeah. You see, there was a time, now you're talking about the aliens, and so, so there's aliens. I believe they're out there, okay? And 
So they are representation of another world. Right. Right? right. They, and they're of another world. Okay, you, there was a time in this nation, when, in, this, in this earth that we live on, where nations got along. Yeah. And now you see the, the, the war just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. We're, we're at odds with China. We're at odds with Russia. They're at odds with us. And we're uh, at odds with Japan. And while all, see, what, what's, what's this leading up to? The time will come that we'll be at odds with other worlds. Right, right. But, see, and we can, we can sit here and we can talk about all this stuff. And there's one thing going to happen that I'm looking forward to. And I've been looking forward to having, and uh, the Apostle Paul was looking for it in his day, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be a new heaven. There will be a new earth. Is that scripture? Amen. Yeah. yeah amen. That's, that's all I'm concerned about. Yeah. Just going to be with him. I think that's a wonderful, time got away from us. Mm-hmm. I wasn't watching the time, so that's a wonderful a note for us to end on. If you're out there and you're listening, uh, we appreciate it. If you have questions or need any help, we're up here on Vine Street, 155 Vine in Fairborn, Ohio. You can find us on the web. Reach out to us uh, through our social media. Uh, we would be glad to help you out. Until next time. <laughs>